welcome back to the podcast Finding God. This is part two of our topic, Jesus and personality, and I'm so glad you're here. Um, I wanted to continue this with a special guest, and I was talking in the last episode about how sometimes our personalities originate from our genes and the people we spend time with, the people who have nurtured us. So to prove that point, our special guest today is someone that I know very well. His name is Pat Donnelly, but I call him Dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, Shan. Thanks for having me. So glad you're here. And for those of you who don't know us, you'll probably pick up on our personalities and see how they're similar and things like that. My mom actually just made a comment that everything that I've been doing kind of comes from him and he's all about this. So it's cool to share this with you. And the reason I wanted Dad on this interview is because I wanted you to talk about that project that you did for some work training initiative a a couple months ago. So tell us what the company asked you to do, what that process was like, what it involved. Um, Just tell us about it. Yeah, that's great. And I just want to start off and say that your mother and I are very proud of you, Shan, for everything you do and everything you're accomplishing. So, uh, So I got the car business seven years ago. At the age of 41, after having my sixth child and being self-employed, and I work for this company for the past five years, and after five years, they sent me to uh, Management 101 training, which was, uh, after, at the end, was an honor to do it, but in the beginning was a knee-jerk reaction of... Um, 50 years old. I don't need management 101. I've owned my own company. I've yeah. been a great leader. So that was the, uh, the training was management 101 that they sent me to over the summer. So through that training and through your job, um, how long was this process? How, how much did it involve of your time away from work? That kind of thing. Yeah, so it started with, um, we had to read a book, and I'm not much of a reader, but we had to read a book called QBQ, which is Question Behind the Question, which I highly recommend to anyone that's listening. It's an easy read. If I can read it, anyone can read it. Mm-hmm. It was a, I'm going to guess and say a eight or nine month uh, project. We met once a month on a particular day, and it was a full day, so let's say it was a total of eight days over an eight month span. Great. So we read the book, you took the class and then they gave you a final assignment and tell us about that. So no, actually they gave us an assignment each month. Okay. So the very first assignment was introduction to the 45 people that were there and uh, went over the book that we read, which I found very interesting. Our first assignment was on emotional intelligence, mm. which there's five uh, points of emotional intelligence that I was really not aware of. I have, but I wasn't aware of it. And it was a project on picking a leader with all five emotional intelligence um, assets that they have. Do you have those five in front of you? I do. They are uh, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. So who did you end up picking for your project? So 
it was very clear in the email that it was specific to five separate people with each uh, intelligence, uh, one one person for self-awareness, one person for self-regulation. Okay. So I was sitting at the table, starting my homework and <laughs> going through all the different aspects of each personality trait starting with Martin Luther King after doing some research and finding out that he was a pretty decent guy and everything he did. And I said to myself, I can't imagine writing a paragraph or so on five different people with all this emotional intelligence awareness stuff. So that's when the light bulb went off when Shanna was going to adoration on a Sunday afternoon as she usually does. (laughs) And the light bulb went off and hit me that, there's one person that has all traits and it became very easy after that project. And that's Jesus Christ. That's awesome. And I didn't realize that your project had to be five different people. And the fact that you kind of brought him into all five is, is pretty remarkable. So what kind of points did you hit about Jesus's personality for emotional intelligence? So with the research I had to do for each Trait, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, social skills. I would I would go down and and uh, with uh, the stuff that I knew and the research that I was doing, and along with your help and your mother's help on um, some of the aspects, it was it became very clear and very easy of all the traits that Jesus has as the greatest leader the uh, world ever had. Could you name some of those traits? Um, I could, and all my research I have is going to take me a minute because I don't have that in front of me. But um, I, for example, uh, being in the desert for forty days, forty nights is a trait. Uh, teaching somebody, I, I think the biggest thing I learned was self-regulation, which is control and manage yourself. Yeah, of how to teach somebody without. Uh, making them belittling them or, or, or actually teaching somebody by asking them questions and then making them think and yep. uh, making them realize what they, what their worth is. And, and, and they figure it out on their own. That's great. And I do have some of the sheets that we looked over before we recorded and you have honest and humble and teacher. So these are pretty, bold words that we admire about people but sometimes I think when it comes to being a business person or running a company or being a professional any type of status we don't always think of being humble and honest or being someone who's teaching someone we would rather just do it all ourselves and that's the biggest takeaway I've taken from the emotional intelligence is that you aren't specifically delegating to someone you're helping them use what they have and motivating them to use it to their fullest potential. Would you agree? I, I do agree. One of the quotes I had in the, uh, in the classes, the most important leadership lessons is realizing you're not the most important mm. or the most intelligent person in the room at all times. So you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, people that you want to grow with and, uh, the old saying, you're the average of the five people that you surround yourself with yeah. is uh, very true. So in my experience, trying to work with people in the faith, most people don't see Jesus as 
those things, his personality is really misunderstood. Many people will take one or two traits that he's loving and forgiving and think that that means he'll gather everyone around the campfire, sing kumbaya, roast marshmallows and make s'mores and say everything's fine. But we don't realize, like, he started the Catholic Church, one of the biggest and longest-lasting institutions of the entire world. He delegated the work to people who were less qualified. Like, this man was God himself. He could do anything. But he kept giving people the keys to the church and telling them to run it. When he had the power, ultimately, to do it all himself, he could have reversed the cross. He could have ended up crucifying the people who crucified him he had this way of being intentional about his goals nothing he did was spur of the moment it was never unintentional he was determined and purposeful and influential and he came into places and he he changed people's lives not by giving them again like marshmallows and having campfires but by telling them you have this potential, you have this purpose, and I'm going to bring it out in you and that leadership. Um, He was that inspiration for others that wasn't so cute and feely, whatever people think that it is. And I think you had a quote that goes along with that. Do you have that with you? Yeah, I do. It's something that I, uh, I I have, and and I kind of reflect on it every now and then. It's it's real simple. It's if you want to make everybody happy, don't be a leader. Just go sell ice cream. Yeah. And that's what, uh, and that's, and that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Absolutely. And that idea that we are called to bring people to happiness through our jobs and to motivate them, but no one turns down this challenge to be better and virtuous and honest and humble. And we really can imitate that from Jesus. Um, another point that I'll highlight is how, This personality trait and leadership can be misused for the wrong purposes. Sometimes people will know what they're good at and they'll try and maybe manipulate people through that. So that instance of, you know, gaining someone's respect and loving them and having them always answer to you. But maybe you have that and take advantage of it. Um, Jesus never did that. He was dependent on himself and let others be dependent on him and he had that strength and never steered them in the wrong direction um there's just times I think in work and personalities are in jeopardy at work because these good personalities that a boss has or someone has are taken advantage of or we lose respect for people very easily but Jesus is constant he's unchanging He never changes his mind about the people he picks. He never second guesses their potential and has always said, you know, you've got this. And he's picked people to run his church who are far less qualified than these perfect believers who have always been there. And I think that's the invitation for us and our personalities is that we can do that with other people and that we don't discredit who they are. um, And we just always give them the resources and know that they can do it and just be patient with that. So in terms of that idea, and you are a manager, you are someone who oversees a group of people, what kind of traits do you motivate your employees to have in their field? 
Yeah, so it, it, it's interesting is the, 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 the few things I learned out of this class is um, pe- people that are just honest are, are very humble. Yeah. Um, I think the most important trait is if you're willing to be open to be trained, trainable, coachable, uh, you're, you're reliable on time, just traits that don't require a degree, just traits that mm. people have that don't realize what they are maybe. And we'll take them far in life with honesty, integrity. That in itself will make you a a leader and a good person. That's great. And to not keep all that to yourself, but to tell them that. And um, even though our personalities are these personal things, we don't have to keep them and hide them. They come together as a team. Um, Jesus came into the world and, and first thing he did was get a team. He got 12 people and said, this is the mission and they liked it and they kept following it. So that's great. And that's awesome that we can be that in any field that we work in. It doesn't even have to be through the church. It's in your hands as well. And anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, no, just a couple things you just said. He surrounded himself with, with, with great people, with, with true leadership skills uh, that he saw in them. They weren't um, overspoken. They were humble people. They were uh, regular, hardworking, yeah. blue-collar people. And uh, he saw that trait in them, and, and that's why it would maybe uh, uh, pick him. Other people were picked, you know, uh, Brad Stevens, maybe as a you know basketball coach or okay. a former manager or – you know, Martin Luther King was on there, some great leaders. But if you if you put all five together, uh, in my opinion, there's only one. There's there's different people with different traits, but uh, it, it, it all makes sense and it ties in at the end. And um, that's, you know, that's. Uh, yeah. And as you're saying that, I, I have this image of, you know, Jesus is all of those things and he is that and how he kind of gives all of us a dose of that and then how if you know we're one of eight in the family if eight of us each have one of those different traits but then we come together as this family as one body we we are that whole accumulation of everything and I think there's a creative power to that and we learn how to depend on others and to create environments for thriving and succeeding um but one more thing I will end with is that there is, I think, the misconception that if it's not perfect, it's not worth having. The idea that if the business isn't perfect, then someone's failing or something's going wrong. Um, and we, I think, associate that with, well, that person's not doing right or that person's not doing enough. And <clears throat> the company could be doing well as a whole, but you always pinpoint it back on that person. So how do you remain constant um, in your moods and think like, okay, how can I motivate this person, not get mad at them, but just keep bringing that up? Uh, that's a great question. So the one thing they did teach in the class is to out, you know, outline your day and kind of have a schedule of what you do. And, and one of those, one of those schedule times is, uh, just kind of, kind of lock yourself away in a, in a room or a door or a car, and and just uh, take a, uh, a a time out for yourself. Mm. So you kind of get wrapped up, and uh, but the one thing uh, I do learn from it is that 
I'm teaching somebody and I guess sometimes it may frustrate you or, or something happens where the, the other person might not get it. So you have to go to a different angle and, and teach somebody a different way. So yeah, there, there are, there are times where you, you need to plan your day out and there is time for yourself to say, Hey, let me figure this out and try a different way to, to help this other person succeed. And that's one of the most overlooked pieces of scripture that people don't pick up on. And I- on the last two years in my work, a lot of Bible passages where Jesus has just performed a miracle, specifically when he just multiplied all the food for everyone, he sent his disciples on a boat and sent them across the sea, but he stayed back to refresh. And it says that he had to spend time alone with the Father and pray and rejuvenate himself. And he is always shown doing that because he can burn out easily too. And he's just this figure that everyone looks up to. And like you're saying, if it's in your car or in an office or shutting the door and locking it to take those moments to refresh so that we can go back to the issues and revisit them. And that's, that's exactly what Jesus always encouraged. So these are all really great points. Thank you for sharing your training with us. Shannon, thank you for having me. Uh, you're going to do wonders in the world. And uh, I'll be uh, honored to be invited back at any time. Thank you very much. We love you. And keep going on your journey. Thank you so much. And yes, you will be back. And with that being said, this is part two of our topic, Jesus and Personality kick back here next week for part three and then after that part four and if you have any discussion or you want to add some reflections you can comment on our post below um give dad some love and give him some comment and feedback tell him how awesome his input was and on that note i hope that you ponder all these things in your heart reflect more on your personality and how you can use it to be honest, humble, and kind.